Hey, I'm Zanzi and welcome to another captivating episode of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Donumdu. Education was the cornerstone of Ngwanaranjeni Esther Mapeni's journey in agriculture. Pairing this with the environmental courses provided a new lens allowing this dynamic businesswoman to see agriculture not just as farming, but as a complex ecosystem. She joins us in edition 287 as the founder and director of Wesley Environmental Services, an environmental compliance and natural resources management company. Esther, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here with me on Farmers Inside Track. I think you're such a beautiful human and such an amazing woman in agriculture. And I'm so happy to be able to talk to you today. Thank you for the lovely words and the nice introduction. And I also absolutely uh, love you. And I'm happy that we are here today. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Now, I love to start with the beginning of people's journey. And my first question would be about, you know, sharing the kind of pivotal moment when your journey in agriculture began and how, you know, your initial uncertainty kind of transformed into this deep love for the industry. Talk us through that. Agriculture is my love. I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm usually out on site in the field, out in the sun, in the cold, but I absolutely love it. And, you know, it all started when I was in high school. I went to an ordinary primary school, but in high school, I went to a special agricultural high school. It's called Harry Oppenheimer Agricultural High School. So that's where my parents took me to. And during those times, as young as we were, we were not like our children now. We couldn't choose our schools. So they would just tell you, we we got this boarding school for you, go there. So I was literally thrown in. It was not my choice, but I'm happy that today I'm loving it. And that's what I do even today, 30 years back. And then if I can just take a step back in terms of your childhood and where you grew up, I think you were born in one of my favorite provinces in the country. (laughs) I love the Limpopo region and it's just so green and the people are just so warm and loving and kind. Tell us about your growing up years. I absolutely love our province, Limpopo. So I was born and bred in Molechi, Ramarivana. It's a small village in Polokwane, outside the Polokwane town in Limpopo province. And you know our governor, Mr. Lisita Kanyaro, he is from the same village. So we are home girl and homeboy. And when he introduced his first note, when he became the governor, he literally, he went to my mother's shop in the village. He went back to his village. I love home and it's a beautiful province. And it also groomed me in the agricultural background and knowledge that I have. And if we can go more around your educational path, which led you to an undergraduate degree from the Tswana University of Technology and an honors degree in agriculture from the University of South Africa, how did this academic foundation really shape your career within the agricultural sector? In agriculture, agriculture is a science and one needs at least some educational background. I know other people did it through experience, but with me, my experience and my educational background helped me a lot because from my agricultural high school, then that actually channeled me 
that when I was in university, agriculture was the first course I could opt for. I know some of my peers went on and changed into accounting and other things, but I continued with agriculture and it helped me a lot because it gave me the technical information and the theoretical part of agriculture. And even now I'm feathering, I'm also into agriculture. I'm in my final year. I'm doing my master's in agricultural science with the Northwest University. So it helped me a lot in my career. And I think this is definitely echoes that sense of being a lifelong learner where you just carried on and made this such a big part of your journey within the sector. And it's really inspiring. And I'm sure it inspires many others to pursue this. But maybe if we can talk more about the other areas and other areas of expertise, pursuing environmental courses and obtaining accreditation in that field clearly also added another layer to your experience and your expertise. How has this environmental perspective enhanced your understanding of agriculture? And in what way has it also influenced your approach to the industry? You know, when you start working and you're in a specific field, that helps to also guide and channel what you will end up doing. So when I started working, I was working within the natural resources management part of agriculture. So before our farmers can put in seeds and seedlings and rear animals, they need to take care of their soils, take care of their water and the environment. So that's what I've been working with from my first job in 2001 in KZN and in 2005 in Gauteng and in 2011 in the National Department. So I was a land use planner, helping farmers with farm planning. I was doing natural resource auditing. So within that time, I went on to do a lot of courses within the environmental space. As you know, that natural resources management is the environment. So that is where I now had my other leg in agriculture and in the environmental side. So that is where my environmental practitioner journey started. No, I mean, this is absolutely amazing. I don't think that we can kind of talk about the one aspect without incorporating the other aspect. So much of how the industry is set up is to consider the environment, the climate, changing weather patterns, how it has changed over time. It goes hand in hand. You also you worked as an environmental practitioner for the Gauteng Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. How has this you know, role contributed to the broad agricultural landscape, even though it wasn't directly related to traditional crop or animal farming? The section that I was working within in the provincial departments, it was specific for natural resources management. So I became a practitioner when I went out of the department, when I owned my company. When I was in the department, I was behind the scenes whereby when environmental impact assessments come in. Remember when we have our agricultural land, we get applications. People would come and apply and say, I would like to put a mall at this agricultural site. So my role was to protect the agricultural land, to let the stakeholders or the developers know where is our agricultural land and then where can they put malls and residential. So we had what we call agricultural hubs and we had what we call the agricultural potential atlas. 
that was what I was working with. I was managing that to protect agricultural land. So I was a decision maker to do farm planning in order to protect our agricultural land and our natural resources. Everything just led to what I am doing now. So I was there to advocate for the environment and the natural resources for the farmers to protect our farming land and to make a balance. I worked a lot with municipalities because we have what we call zoning of land. So every land has a zone and every activity has its place. We've got your industrial area where people can do industries and factories and what. We've got residential area, we've got agricultural land. So every land use should be linked to the right zone according to the special planning in the municipality areas. So that was my role to be a land use planner, protecting the environment. So much of what we do day to day is also trying to understand or share this knowledge and procedures with our listeners. So it's great that you can kind of give that short explainer to us, looking back on the work that you were doing. Esther, despite not being, you know, engaged in direct commercial farming, your journey really amplifies a valuable and impactful contribution to the agricultural realm. Could you share how your experiences, including your education and practical roles, have collectively enriched the industry and also paved the way for your enduring passion and your current business? What I do, it's actually a niche in agriculture. We don't have a lot of people who are doing what I am doing, and it's quite an important part. We are here as, as the protectors or the voice for our natural resources. Can you imagine how will our farmers plant if our soils are being eroded, the soil erosion? We've got climate change issues now. So our role is to ensure that our future generations, our grandchildren can still be able to have soil and have healthy and clean water. We still need to have our beautiful biodiversity. So my role has a big impact to make sure that at the end of the day, we have food security. So it all starts here. And I am so glad that eventually my career path and my experience led me to this area that I am in. Because we cannot all be into primary production and growing crops and rearing animals. Somebody should be there to take care of the foundation. So in our role as environmental practitioners, we pave, we give that foundation. I can just give a background that we work with three major legislations in South Africa that are taking care of our natural resources. The first one is the Conservation of Agricultural Resources Act and the National Water Act, as well as the National Environmental Management Act, amongst others. So those are the top three legislations that we are working with. These legislations, they guide farmers on what to do, the compliance route, the regulations around natural resources for sustainable agriculture, for good agricultural practices. Thanks so much for just explaining what the landscape looks like and what farmers should be in the know about in terms of that and also the services that you offer 
through your business. Can you share, you know, the pivotal moments that, you know, led you to establishing this business in the first place? I think you've in part answered this question in your previous responses. But let's talk specifically about the services in terms of soil surveys, water sampling, and the environmental impact assessments. You know, you're taking me back to when I had to decide when I was working for government for 14 years. I was looking at my growth and my passion for business and myself coming from a business background. I wanted to move into the business sector. And now I had this comfortable job. Now I had to choose. Uh, Now I'm a mother. I need to take care of my family. And then I need to venture into this business idea that I had. But I chose to move and grow and register this business. That was in 2010. I chose the name Wesley because Wesley is the name of a soil. Because I'm a soil scientist. I work with soil. So that is the name of the company. People who are in agriculture and who are in soil science, when you say Wesley, they know it's a soil name. I decided in 2014, December, to be my last month. And then I resigned. And then in 2015, January, I was full-time in business. So it was a matter I just decided. And then I chose my best love. And I knew that. Even in my business, I will still continue to work with farmers. I will still continue to impact and make a change. And if you could just share some highlights from when you established your business to date, I'm sure it wasn't easy. I talked to a lot of women business owners and they always have very different stories to share. What do you think was the most challenging part, but also what was the most rewarding? It was not easy. When I started, my business was never funded. I never got a bank loan. It was self-funded. So the model that I used to sustain and grow my business was I am giving professional services. So I would give a professional service at a fee. So that's what helped to gradually grow the business to where it is now. There were some challenges. Even now, they are still there. Because as a mother, you have to be there at home and keep a balance, juggle the two, be a mom at home and be out there on site. And one thing about our work in agriculture, we travel a lot. We travel to terrains that are very rough. We're out there in our parkies, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You know, I had to juggle all of this and keep a balance and be a leader of a big team in a new company. So it was not easy, but I'm happy that 10 years down the line, here we are, we have grown, we have established a name that is known. I know that in our farming community, when you say Wesley, when you say Esther, when you say Wanarachweni, they know who we are. Because we have created consistency and through integrity and our quality service. Here we are, we are sustained, we have offices, we have staff, and never got any financial help. But through good management of the business and holding on, even when times were tough, we hold on and here we are now. Absolutely amazing. You really are inspiring to me. 
And I want to ask you where to from here, what does the future look like for you? I know that you also wrote a book very recently. Maybe you can tell us about that. The future looks absolutely bright. I'm so privileged that the experience that I have gained, I would love to give back. So at the moment, yes, the book is being cooked, almost ready. It will be published before the end of the year, hopefully around my birthday in November. So the name of the book is called The Modern Farmer, A Guide to a Better Tomorrow. So in this book, we are calling up the youth to come into our agricultural space. We are telling the youth that in agriculture, there are so many things that you can do. It's not just only working with soil and animals. You can be a marketer in agriculture. You can do IT, engineering. There are so many things that the young people can do in agriculture. That's what the book is there as something that I want to give back and share my knowledge to other people. And we also future successful people who are in agriculture. The other thing that is in the pipeline is what you do now. We need more people, communicators in agriculture. So we also have a podcast called Modern African Farmer. So it's still a baby, but we are here to work more on the sustainable agriculture, good agricultural practices. So that will be our model. And we will also do exchange program in Africa so that you know, in the continent, we can learn from each other as Africans. Finally, I've just been recently awarded in June 2023, the Farm Safety Affiliate Award by the South African Agricultural Awards, because our company, Wesley, is standing out in terms of effective farm biosecurity measures implementation. So I'm glad with this bright future. Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Gwanaranjeni Estemapane, the founder and director of Wesley Environmental Services, an environmental compliance and natural resources management company. It's always so much fun talking to you. You can, of course, read more about her journey in agriculture by visiting www.foodformzanzi.co.za. Now remember to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, so you never miss an episode. From me, Donumdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fent, and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food from Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.